This is Morgan Hazelwood, back again with more writing tips and writerly musings. Today, I'm here in honor of the holiday week to share a story with you about the transition between coming home for the holidays and visiting home. Thanksgiving had been short. We'd celebrated a day late to accommodate schedules, an aunt and an uncle who both work shift work and me with my job at the bookstore slash coffee shop that graciously allowed me Black Friday off after I'd worked past 1 a.m. Thanksgiving Eve. But now, now I had a shiny new job and holidays. Working a job that used that expensive degree I'd spent four years earning, a job that closed between Christmas Eve and New Year's Day. Thus, on Christmas Eve's Eve, there I was, sitting in an office as the sun sank beyond the horizon, counting down the minutes till 7.30 p.m. The rest of my co-workers were long gone, having the leave available to start their holidays a little bit early. I was still on a loner laptop in the glory of my own office, that was half storage space, half fishbowl, looking out upon the glory that was a parking lot and the smoker's alcove. My office was a bit drafty, but a grandfatherly manager, having noticed me sitting in my coat and gloves at my desk, had managed to finagle me a space heater the week before. I had it cranked all the way up. Finally, 7.25 rolled around. Close enough, I thought. The traffic was still rough as I headed the 31 miles down Interstate 95 through holiday traffic. In my shared apartment, I grabbed dinner and waited. By 9.30 p.m., traffic was about as died down as it was going to get on that eve before Christmas Eve. I piled all the gifts I was bringing into my trusty red Ford Taurus, most of them books, hastily bought on credit before my bookstore employee discount ended, and before I'd actually earned that first non-minimum wage paycheck. Taking a back highway south, I managed to make reasonable time arriving home before my parents went to bed for the night. The electric candles gleamed in the windows. The Christmas tree was framed in the living room window, making sure to impose holiday spirit to any who drove past. It looked just as I remembered it. I smiled as I gathered my bags and made my way towards the door that had been mine for 18 years. Oh, good! My stepdad was standing in the doorway as I approached. Had he heard my arrival? Can you hold the door for me? My hands were full, so I used my hip to catch the screen door and stepped back to let him pass. Blinking, I couldn't believe my eyes. Is that my bed frame? I asked in disbelief as a familiar twin-sized headboard with space for books passed by me and headed up the driveway to the road. I went in to change the sheets. My mother's explanation rang out as I stumbled bewildered into the house. 
You never told me that bed was ready to collapse. I thought I was getting you a good, solid bed. I spent my coach's stipend on it that year. As a high school librarian, even coaching academic bowl didn't make her salary go that far. I knew how much she'd given up to give me that furniture. It wasn't that bad, Mom. I loved that bed. I hastily reassured her over the cheerful yapping of our puppies. I mean, the sideboard was a little crooked, but it couldn't have been that bad. There was only one crosswire supporting the thing. We're lucky it didn't fall with you sleeping on it, Mom said. Wait, really? I stared, agape. Mom raised her eyebrows and nodded. I slumped, then pushed my way past the puppies, bags still bundled over my shoulder, and made my way down the hall to the end, where my childhood bedroom lay. Opening the door, the scent of a stale, closed-off room welcomed me, and the sight of a mattress made up for me on the floor. Welcome home, I sighed to myself. It was still a good Christmas. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoyed my holiday story. See you next week.